the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Broadcasting live from the Liberty University studio, this is the one and only The Todd Starnes Show. With Grace and Dylan, my name is Harry Hurley, a longtime friend and colleague of Todd's, and it is an honor to have the opportunity to spend this time with you today. Todd will be back on Monday, so don't worry. You're only stuck with the substitute teacher for a few hours, Todd. He'll be right back. Uh, We have a great program in store for you. It's a busy news day. So much is going on that we'll take basically a trip around the world during today's episode of the Todd Starn Show. We're going to cover... Russia, Ukraine. We're going to cover, of course, Israel and Hamas. We have a new speaker in America. I think he's going to be great. I, you know, I don't think it should have happened, but I think that all things happen the way that they're supposed to. The first speaker in the history of the great state of Louisiana, Mike Johnson, uh, I believe will be great. He is an unapologetic conservative. And his views, I believe, are in keeping not only with the mainstream of America, but he is focused on the issues that actually will make a difference in the lives of people that have been just dramatically, dramatically affected. Could you have imagined? I have to say, I could. I did everything I could to to warn the uh, Joe Biden presidency would be disastrous. And in fact, not only for America— But for the world, you think about whatever length of time you've been blessed so far on this earth. Have you witnessed less than three years? Because it's not even three years yet where more damage. Three years ago, basically zero inflation, two dollar a gallon gas. Our enemies feared us. Our allies knew they could count on us. We had the Bagram Air Force Base, Afghanistan under control with a few thousand troops. Women had rights in Afghanistan. Russia was not invading or even, as President Biden called it, well, you know, if it's a, if it's a small incursion, which was the green light. And then, of course, Iran saw weakness and all, the Batman villains all got together and saw that we were feckless and that there was not the leadership. And always remember, when there is a vacuum... Something fills that space. And there has been a void of American leadership. Look, we have a president that when East Palestine had an absolute chemical disaster, he still hasn't gone there, even after saying he would. 
again and again and again. The priorities are all wrong. And if you look at everything that was up that was good, it's now down. Everything that was down is up. Everything's backwards. It's bizarro world. It is just unbelievable. Multiple members of the People's House, the United States House of Representatives, will be dropping by today on this uh, fill-in, guys, jaunt on the Todd Starn Show. Great to be with you. And I want to start on something else that um, I think is very important. And now that there is a speaker and regular business can be conducted, it shouldn't be Marjorie Taylor Greene having to, quote-unquote, force a vote on Rashida Tlaib being censured for what she's done. I mean, look at this. After Israel is attacked, she's still flying the Palestinian flag. The things that she has said, even after every bit of evidence that you would ever need is in to show there's audio evidence, hey, we did it. I mean, it's there. All the evidence in the world is there that Israel did not bomb a hospital in Palestine. And in fact, no one bombed a hospital in Palestine. Some bogus bomb, so you know it wasn't one of the Iranian bombs, it was one of the bogus Hamas bombs that don't work, landed in the parking lot area, did some damage. That's It's still sketchy to what extent, but no hospital was blown up. So... Israel couldn't have blown up the hospital anyhow, but they didn't fire. Remember, Hamas wants to hurt and kill civilians. Israel does everything they can to not injure civilians. They broadcast in advance that they're coming. They even send reports, and I mean by that sound, so the people hear an explosion, but there's no munition. So there's no damage, but it basically is their warning signal that in one hour, you need to not be here. You need to leave right now because in an hour, we're coming back and we're going to level this building and we don't want you to get hurt. We don't want you to be in it. So look at the difference. Look at the humanity. One side that are barbarians, they, they are literally no different than ISIS. One example, they cut open a woman who was near full-term pregnant, killed her baby in front of her eyes, and then shot her in the face multiple times. These are monsters. You know, I hear people say they're animals. That's an insult to animals. They're monsters. And then we're, we're supposed to listen to the likes of Talib and Omar and AOC basically talk about moral equivalence there is no moral equivalence it's it's not even close there is a good side there is a bad side and my my thought is and i don't agree with president biden and i don't believe he's representing his um his philosophy on this truthfully to the american people but that shouldn't surprise you because we have a president that lies with ease and lies with great regularity about everything, including that he never talked to his son about his business dealings. Then it changed to a new iteration when that was proven false, and we all knew it was false. Todd told you forever that the truth will come out and be self-evident. And then it was, well, I never had any direct dealings 
and I never met any of the business, uh, and, and, and all of it, video, still photography, audio, it's all there that he's neck deep in all of it. Everything's a lie, including when the president says he did not make demands of Israel to delay the, the, the ground assault. See, I, I think they needed to do it before now and that there should not be delay because what happens with Israel, and it's completely unfair, and this is just the truth. It's, it's regrettable, as can be. They're going to get more grief when they do what they need to do. Now, remember, when President Bush on September 11, 2001, said that we're going to find the people that did this, and basically he said they were going to be at cave temperature when he was done with them. And there was a little bit of Bush as a war criminal, but people understood Thousands of people, I think the number initially was 2,994 or something like that on September 11th, 2001, but that's not, that's not representative because that was a toxic waste site. Thousands more people have died. Many more people have died following September 11th, 2001 than died on September 11th, 2001, and all those deaths, cancer, mesothelioma, all these things, all of that. All of that goes at the feet of the terrorist enemy. So why should not? You know, Golda Meir said in the early 1960s that you cannot have peace with an enemy that wishes to exterminate you. So when we hear President Biden say that the solution is a two-state solution, first of all, Palestine is not a state. Palestinians live where they live. Now, I don't, I want to say incredulously, but Hamas and what they do when they say, oh, the Palestinians voted for Hamas to rule them, I don't know what their alternative is other than getting shot in the face 50 times or burn in a cage, drowned, you know, whatever, beheaded. So when people say, oh, the Palestinians voted for this, I mean, I, I think that there's something to be said about that. Nonetheless, it's still horrific, and they, and they are in charge, and they're not a country, and they're not the moral equivalent of Israel. Israel has the right, the same right that we had on September 11, 2001, that we had when we were attacked at Pearl Harbor, and, and that brought us into World War II. They have the right to do what they need to do. But aren't you a bit at least gobsmacked? Or or is this just something we accept? All of these hoity, Ivy League even, and others, institutions of high learning, where they're having all this pro, basically, you got to say, they'll say it's pro-Palestinian, but it's, it's pro-Hamas. And all this anti-Israel stuff, the New York Post cover today, about Jews that were having to be barricaded and locked into a room because people were banging and threatening and all kinds of things, somehow, and it's totally unfair and it's not deserved, it's not earned, Israel gets placed as though they're the bad guy, which is mind-blowing. Our greatest ally, 
Only democracy in the Middle East. Boy, are we missing Bagram Air Force Base now. I didn't know when it would present. Isn't that great? The Taliban has that now. And all those billions in weapons. And we're finding that Hamas is armed with American weapons to some degree. How does all this happen? How do we fund both sides? How do we do that? You know that any what they call humanitarian aid that gets into that area, Hamas has total control. They'll decide who gets it. And believe you me, don't don't even watch those videos when they're feeding people cookies and as though they do anything that's humane and decent. They're monsters. They're the the current barbarians of the world. They they celebrate taking life in the most deviant, vicious, unspeakable, unimaginable ways. So you're telling me Marjorie Taylor Greene has to force a vote on a censure of Rashida Tlaib? There should be a line... And I know we don't have 435. We have 433 right now. There should be a line of Democrats and Republicans. 433 to nothing to censure Rashida Tlaib. I think she should be removed from office. Why do they vote on that? That that Marjorie Taylor Greene has to force, I'm not making it up, has to force a censure? I mean, the moment I know there's things have to be done with the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson, you know, just getting uh, his feet wet. But this activity, this anti-Israeli activity is is completely outrageous. So that's your blue plate special. We'll call that the the appetizer. Some of the thoughts that are on my mind as we begin this important news day on the Todd Starn Show. We'll be back in just a little bit. Please don't go away with Grace and Dylan. We've got a lot to do this afternoon together. This is the Todd Starn Show. I can't believe this story is happening in America. In Oregon, state officials there are stopping a Christian mother, Jessica Bates, from adopting children because of her beliefs. Folks, this is blatant religious discrimination. And I'm so glad my friends at Alliance Defending Freedom are standing up to stop it. But they need your help. Join with ADF and become a champion for freedom. ADF is on the front lines defending clients like Jessica in court free of charge when their First Amendment freedoms and God-given rights are violated. But they can't do it without your help. Just $19 a month or more will help fuel the fight to protect our freedoms and people like Jessica. Visit ToddStearns.com. That's ToddStearns.com and click the Champion for Freedom banner. Pledge your monthly gift of $19 or more to ADF or... Give your most generous one-time gift. And thanks to a friend at ADF, that first gift will be matched. Visit ToddSterns.com or call 855-417-6556. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Show with Grayson Dillon, Harry Hurley, filling in today for Todd, who will be back on Monday, a busy news day 
on the Todd Starn Show. And on behalf of Todd Starnes, this message on behalf of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, Israel is at war. We were just talking about it. There have been unimaginable atrocities committed against the Jewish people. Over a thousand Israelis murdered, thousands more injured, and communities decimated. The needs are massive. Israel needs your help now. Your gift today will save lives and provide emergency essentials to those in need. Please donate today. I'm calling on you to stand with Israel in its war against Hamas by helping my friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews as they rush aid to the hardest-hit regions of Israel. Your donation is urgently needed. Go to toddstarns.com. Click on the Israel at War banner to make an emergency donation, or you can phone your donation in to 800-514-5577. Again, that's 800-514-5577. Your emergency gift today will help the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews save lives and provide critical essentials needed right now. During this dark time, the needs in the war-torn areas are tremendous. The fellowship has an extensive network of staff, partner organizations, and volunteers all across Israel responding with life-saving security and support. We ask all people to pray for the safety, protection, and comfort of Israel in the aftermath of these attacks. And to please add a generous gift at toddstarns.com or by calling 800-514-5577 as we rush urgently needed help to Israel through the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. What we're going to be doing right after the bottom of the hour break, we're going to be visiting with a, well, first, he's a fabulous criminal defense attorney. He has become basically an expert on Ukraine. And and believe me when I tell you, he's no slouch on what Russia is all about. And And not just now. You know, Russians and Ukraines they, in some cases, speak the same language, but Ukrainians do not want to be Russians. And Russia has many times over history encroached when Barack Obama was president. They annexed what's called Crimea. Then there was with President Trump, Vladimir Putin knew. You don't, you don't even think about it. He told him, President Trump told Vladimir Putin, you know those, those colorful spheres, those, those buildings you have? He said, you touch Ukraine, they come down. Putin said something like, you're kidding. He said, try me. And Putin didn't touch Ukraine for four years. Do you think it's a coincidence? I don't believe in coincidences. Do you think it's a coincidence that Putin went right back to the same playbook that he did with Obama-Biden? Hey, I got this weak guy back. Look what he did with, uh, with uh, Afghanistan. I, I can do whatever I want here. And I hear people all the time. Oh, what's the vital American interest in terms of Ukraine? John's going to explain to you that if Russia takes Ukraine, and I know there's a lot of disagreement about the amount of funding, and there are a lot of conservatives even that are upset. If Russia takes Ukraine, then it is on to a NATO nation, Poland, I promise you, without hesitation. And then, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? We're not in a proxy war at that point, because you do have to, I think, look at things this way. We're in a proxy war. We are with Ukraine. China is with Russia. We are now in a proxy war with Hamas, and, and you have to say Iran, 
I, I couldn't stand the way that Biden and Corinne Jean-Pierre, Kirby, the entire Peanuts gallery, how they kept saying there's no evidence that Iran is involved. Well, I, I think they're changing that tune now with all the things that are happening to American troops uh, around the world in different locations. I mean, this is as provocative and dangerous as it gets. When we come back, John Zarek is going to tell you the latest. Is Ukraine winning? Is victory even in sight? Is there going to be another cold winter? There's a lot to unpack, and we'll do it next on the Todd Starn Show. Stay with us. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and I know many of you have been searching for that perfect weight loss product, and for me, it's Calitrin. You lose weight, you sleep better, you have more energy. My friend Elizabeth is here from Calitrin, and Elizabeth, tell us about some of those great success stories you guys have had. Well, not to be selfish, but my favorite success story is myself. I've lost 40 pounds of this product, and I've kept it off for years now, and I can tell you it's pretty easy. You know, it's just once a day, right at bedtime, and you let it do the work. Now, it's not going to be a quick fix. You're not going to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. But if you give it time to work, it's got a huge 86% success rate with 90 days. You're going to lose the inches, the pounds, and you're going to feel better because it's actually good for you. Drug-free and stimulant-free, so it's safe. Even if you're on medications, I'm talking about your heart patients, your diabetics, completely safe. And right now, it's on sale. So it's a great time to check it out on our website, toploss.com. That's toploss.com. Or call us 1-833-TOPLOSS. And be sure to use that discount code TODD. This is the one and only Todd Starn Show with Grace and Dylan. My name is Harry Hurley, filling in today for the great Todd Starnes, who will be back on Monday. We are, as you know, are broadcasting from the Liberty University studio. And joining us now on the Todd Starnes Show Newsmaker Hotline, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline, is John Zarek. Let me just take a moment to tell you a little bit about John. He and I go back a really, really long way. He is one of the gold standard most highly regarded criminal defense attorneys in the entire state of New Jersey and, ac- and actually beyond. He is the firm founder of the law offices of John Zarek. He has federal and state criminal experience, a wealth of strong academic knowledge. He has battled in literally hundreds of cases that he has tried. He doesn't back down even when it gets the most contentious. And for years, he has served as a trial attorney in his uh, past career before he founded his own firm for the United States federal government. Uh, and he's, he's a great friend. And also he has spent uh, considerable time uh, very near uh, the whole, you know, shebang, uh, Russia, Ukraine. He has spent time very near the border of Ukraine. John Zarek joins us now on the Todd Starn Show. John, honor, great to present you. It's an honor to be here, Harry. Let me turn it over to you first. You spent time there. Give our listeners an idea, because I think sometimes the echo chamber just fills people's heads with a false premise of what's really going on. What is going on? Uh, and talk a little bit about, is is it discernible? Is Ukraine winning? Is someone winning? Is it a stalemate? Is an end in sight? Let's try to break this thing down. Yes, Harry. Uh, we, My brother and I first went to Ukraine uh first went to the border of Ukraine and Poland in the spring uh, after the invasion to work with uh, refugees. And uh, 
hundreds of thousands of people coming across the border, mostly women and children, um, dehydrated, hungry, um, traumatized, bewildered. And uh, that's how we met our first Ukrainians, by, by being there and helping those people. Um, we, made, we met uh, hundreds of people who came from all over the world. Actually, there are tens of thousands, but we, we made personal contact with hundreds of uh, volunteers. So um, we, and we've kept in touch continuously. We've both been in Ukraine. My brother was there seven months last year. Um, he's on a two-month stint, and I was over for two and a half weeks in February. So uh, in eastern Ukraine, and, um, you know, the people are absolutely committed. And, and the environment is such that when I was there in February, uh, there was – we got shot at uh, with missiles in, in Lviv, uh, missile attack in Kiev, uh, drone attack in Poltava. Um, a hypersonic Kinzhal missile hit two blocks from us in broad daylight in uh, Zaporizhia. So we we understand the situation very well. We have lots of Army friends there, and we support a lot of people there through a charity that we have, uh, Ukraine Humanitarian Inc. So um, what's, what we saw was, first of all, they're winning. The, the Ukrainians are winning the war. Um, they have the Russians well in hand. They're not ripping off large chunks of uh, real estate right now because they care about their soldiers and yeah. they don't want to just waste their soldiers' lives. But they're making progress. They, the Russians are really on their heels at this point. And um, they don't even have a lot of the weapons that are coming, which will help accelerate things a lot. So they're, they're doing well we, with just a couple of TACOMs, uh, missiles, which are United States missiles, uh, with a long range. Uh, they've one, one in one shot, they destroyed seven helicopters and killed a lot of Russian soldiers, destroyed a lot of infrastructure. And, uh, with one, another missile, uh, they destroyed one of the biggest ammo dumps in the region, you know, so which prevents the Russians from being able to use those things on the front line. So they're doing extremely well. John Zarek is on, on the Todd Starn Show, Newsmaker Hotline, the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline. Is the winter, I mean, I know in the old days, other than when obviously George Washington, you know, surprised the British, you didn't fight in the winter that this doesn't take a time out for the winter. This continues, doesn't it? It does. In fact, we were uh, visiting an army unit at Bakhmut on the battleground, actually, uh, not in the trenches, but in their camp close by. And uh, they were, they were, they were actually angry. They were pulled off the line uh, out of the trenches for two days to rest up, have some food, um, and, uh, you know, just basic R&R. They've been probably on the line for 10 days in the trenches, and um, they were angry, actually, at, at first. They were very angry, and I, I asked uh, my friend, uh, a soldier there, how come these guys are so upset? He said, 
they were killing so many Russians that they hated to leave the line. And what I say is, uh, you know, for example, if you were um, a, a painter and you could paint the Mona Lisa every day, <laughs> would you want to take a couple of days off? No. So they, uh, that's what the way those guys are. And they, John, this is this has come such a far successful. This has come such a far way when it began. President Biden, who's always wrong about everything, whether it was Afghanistan or even you know when he greenlighted Putin by saying that a minor incursion basically was greenlighted by the president, and then his idea was that within one or two, within one or two days that Volodymyr Zelensky should just take a plane and and money and live happily ever after. And I I guess Biden just completely underestimated the fight, the resolve, not only in the president, Zelensky. I guess maybe he didn't know that he wasn't just a comedian, that he was was a warrior, that he was the real deal. He wasn't going to do what the other ones did, get rich and fly away and go into exile somewhere. So he said, I don't need a plane. I need bullets. And our president completely underestimated Ukrainians, didn't he? I think the world did. I, I think I think the world did. I think the people that didn't underestimate them were uh, the Ukrainians themselves. Um, Ukrainians are extremely bright. It's a sophisticated country. Um, it was known among Western intelligence groups like the CIA and, and so forth as the brain of the Soviet Union in the Soviet days. Um, all the best people came from there. The stars of the Soviet army came from there. They're very, very, uh, they're smart. They work very hard. They're very organized and they're very brave. So they are a nightmare to uh, fight against for the Russians. And uh, they're, they're playing that out. I mean, they're, they're really, the Russians now in desperation uh, in a place called Andivka, uh, is near near Bakhmut is mounting um, like a full scale attack, sort of like they did in the invasion uh, when they attacked Kiev, and they're getting blown up left and right. I mean, they're getting slaughtered, but they are desperate for a way to make progress, and they're trying this way. But they've been they've been turned back with tremendous losses, and so you know the Ukrainians are are smart. They're not going to be charging into the Russians and and getting slaughtered for no reason. Uh, They're going to play it smart, and uh, they're doing that right now. And what we're going to have is uh, we have Storm Shadow missiles, which they've done tremendous damage to the Russians all um, all over the battlefront, and in Crimea especially, and they've knocked out between those and sea drones that the Ukrainians have invented, they've knocked out four major Russian ships, including a Kilo-class uh, submarine. So they're, they're doing extremely well. Now, when they had the, you know, we have the Attackums, which is a souped-up American version of this Storm Shadow, I guess you could say, and those Attackums have been devastating to the Russians, and they're just the first ones that have arrived. We have lots and lots more coming, and they're going to hit targets that are backbreaking to the Russians. 
John, let me do a, John, let me do a quick reset. It, it's Attorney John Zarek on the Todd Starn Show on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline. I think this is a very important part of your time with us, John, and I, I want you to have the opportunity to share with Todd's listeners because there are there, a certain portion of the country that is having fatigue about the amount of money that the American taxpayers are spending to fund the war. They feel like it's a blank check. There's some criticism about how much uh, is being invested here. Explain why you believe the investment is essential. The investment is the best investment that America can make. Uh, First of all, we aren't losing any bun. We are um, supplying arms and money, but we're not losing anyone. That those that um, investment is not being scattered or wasted. In fact, uh, we've never had a major scandal or a minor scandal with regard to weapons that we've provided. The Ukrainians know that that would be death to them politically. And so they, when they get the best weapons, they lock them up yeah. and put guards around. They only hand out those weapons when someone's going on the battlefield, and there's not too, mu- not too many corrupt deals in the midst of uh, a battle in the trenches. So, and John, John, uh, we're down, we're down to three minutes, and I want to make sure we take this to its next logical conclusion. If America, if we were not taking the proxy position that we are, because we are in a proxy war, we're funding one side. China is in a proxy war. You know, they're helping Russia. And if we didn't help Ukraine the way that we are, then Russia would win. Correct. And if Russia they would. Would, would win, and you agree that they would, and I agree that they would win, then what's next? Uh, what's next is they'd consolidate their hold on Ukraine, and they would uh, attack Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, Poland. Um, they'd start with a hybrid war first, uh, interfere with communications, interfere with electric, interfere with gas, interfere with anything that makes those countries work. Um, and, and John, by the way, the by the way, not lost on me and not lost on anybody that pays attention with what you just said, but I, I want to make it a point of emphasis on the Todd Starn Show with John Zarek, is this. If we didn't help, and if Russia won, and then they went to a NATO nation and attacked. Then we have signed on to the uh, one one is attacked, all are attacked. We would, by definition, be forced to enter World War Three. Correct. Correct. Our kids and grandkids would uh, be fighting in Ukraine. And when people ask, "Why are you doing this? Why are you spending this time?" Um, I tell them because I don't want my kids and grandkids to be fighting in Ukraine. The, Russia, the, the Ukrainians are glad to do it. They just need the help. They just need the bullets, as, as the president said. I so, wish certain people would do a better job explaining. Once I think you tell the American people that we do have a vital national interest, I think most people would say, hey, I don't, I don't, wanna, I don't want World War III. If we can be in a proxy war and win, and our side wins, and, we, and, and think about this, how much safer would it be? With Russia defeated, the, the the threat that they present as a nuclear power and so forth, winning would be it would be huge, wouldn't it? Tremendous. Uh, you know the 
30 seconds, our budget, John. Our budget for Russia, defense budget, is about $400 billion. Um, general, well, a couple of the gen- commanding generals in the Army said it could go down by 50% if Russia is weakened and Ukraine is successful. So it's a net gain over many years. Uh, Russia is going to be defeated, and they're going to be held down. The only way we can prevent that is to shoot ourselves in the foot and cut off funding. So they're going to do a good job. Great to visit with you, John. And I wish that America would get this straight a story from, you know, some of our leaders that that are just not telling why this is so important. Good to visit with you, John. Thank you. Thank you, Larry. You're welcome. It's a pleasure. Uh, I I think a lot of us learned a lot from what John had to say. We'll be right back with Grayson Dillon. I'm Harry. This is The Todd Starn Show. When the government used emergency edicts during COVID to restrict the gathering and worship of churches, three pastors facing the risk of imprisonment, unlimited fines, and their own churches being ripped apart took a courageous stand and reopened their doors in the face of a world that chose to comply. The Essential Church is a feature-length documentary that explores the struggle between the church and government throughout history. This fascinating story uncovers those who've sacrificed their lives throughout history for what they truly believe in. Rediscover why the church is essential and how we prove that this stand remains true from a scientific, legal, and most importantly, biblical perspective. This is not your typical movie. It'll change your life. You need to see this movie with your friends and family. The Essential Church is streaming today exclusively at SalemNow.com. That's Essential Church, streaming at SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Todd Starn Show with Grace and Dylan. Harry Hurley filling in today for the great Todd Starns, who will be back on Monday. So let your heart not be troubled. We're broadcasting from the Liberty University studio, and it's an honor to fill in today for Todd. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And when I say only, trust me, they're the only one. Glenn and the team have been great supporters of the Todd Starn Show, which is why Todd is so proud to partner with them. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, veterans, and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, keep your phone, or upgrade. They sell phones, too. Their team will help you find the best plan for your needs. Just go to patriotmobile.com forward slash Todd or call 972-PATRIOT exclamation point get free activation today with the offer code todd join me and make the switch today patriotmobile.com forward slash todd or call 972 patriot that's patriotmobile.com forward slash todd or call 972 patriot that's 972 patriot coming up 
after the top of the hour. Uh, this individual, when I tell you it will be a privilege to present him, and I know you know him from from Todd and, and the times that he has been on the Todd Starn Show, but Congressman Corey Mills, when our president was his usual feckless self, when they weren't doing anything, when we heard the same thing in Israel that we heard in Afghanistan, when our president said that he wouldn't leave one American behind, he took the military out first, which you never do, left billions in weapons, and then the people got out last. Who does that? Who does that kind of thing? And you know there are still Americans in Afghanistan that can't get out. He left them. And guess what? When he said he wouldn't leave anyone, Congressman Corey Mills didn't believe him. And he flew Mercury One. And he flew Americans home from Israel. And he's been doing it quite a number of times and making a big difference. Corey Mills joins the Todd Starn Show next. Don't go away. We'll be right back. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show with Grace and Dylan. My name is Harry Hurley, and I am filling in today for Todd, who will be back on Monday, broadcasting live from the Liberty University studio, where it is my honor and privilege. Oh, this is going to be really... Um, Indeed, my privilege uh, to present United States Congressman Corey Mills, the distinguished gentleman from Florida's 7th Congressional District, appearing on the Todd Starn Show on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline, The Real Deal. Decorated U.S. Army combat veteran, recipient of the Bronze Star. I do want to let the congressman know that uh, my father earned the Bronze Star in World War II at the Iowa Cebu, a very, um, a very dangerous battle in the Philippines, and uh, I've known uh, about Congressman Mills for a long time, and he's the real deal. When the president wasn't getting it done, Corey Mills didn't ask for permission. He just started getting it done. Congressman Mills, welcome to Todd's program. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that intro. Well, thank you. Earned. Thank you for your service. Thank you so much to your father, by the way, for his service. 
the the people of World War II is truly the greatest generation, and you know they really passed the torch. And 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 my whole thing has always been to try and live up to the honor and the respect that they had given to so many. So it's it, it's an honor to talk to you, and and please, I, I I'm so grateful for your father's service. And I'm grateful for your service, and thank you for that. That meant so much to me, what you just said about my dad. He passed away a long time ago, but uh, uh, he's with me, and I'm who I am because of him. And I just had so much respect from just second one, because I I heard you say it once, and I said it a little while ago on Todd's show. President Biden said he wouldn't leave any Americans in Afghanistan, and as you know, there are still Americans in Afghanistan. That's right. Well, and and if you recall, back in 2021, that was actually when I first, I wasn't an elected official at the time, I went over and our team and I actually conducted the very first successful overland rescue out of Afghanistan of Americans, of a woman and her three children who are born and raised Amarillo, Texas natives. You know, this is not something which is new for me, having to stand up and step in for Joe Biden when he fails to do his actual sworn duties. We all know whether you're in uniform or whether you're an elected official, that when we raise our right hand, we swear an oath to protect and defend our Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But what we also promise and swear an oath to is to protect the, the, the liberties, to protect the freedoms, and protect the safety of every single American, whether you're here in the U.S. or whether you're abroad, we're responsible for you. The confidence level of most Americans, rightfully so, has completely been diminished because the American government has been shown to do nothing more than come after you rather than protect you. I want to change that by being a statesman who actually takes action, not a politician who just talks. And I think that if you look at the fact that I utilized in many cases my personal funding on the Afghan rescue or whether it was even in the beginning of this rescue. Now, I, I want to give credit where credit is due. Glenn Beck, Mercury One, and Patriot Mobile were absolutely fantastic in supporting us on the flight that came in today where we got 159 more Americans out. And if you would have heard the stories, some of these individuals said, we truly believe it was our last moment to get off. Some were coming from the South where they had been sleeping in bunkers and shelters for two days. One of the actual families that came in who broke down crying said, what you don't understand is that as we were on our way to the airport, one of the rockets had actually gotten through and it hit a power pole on the road that they were currently on and actually threw shrapnel into the actual vehicle. This is the type of thing that when I look at it, it's abhorrent that if Biden can't do the one job, which is to keep Americans safe, he should be thinking about securing our borders. He should be thinking about the safety of those abroad. He should think about being a peace through strength type of leader. But instead, weakness invites aggression. That's why we're where we are. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, who are geopolitically aligned, are all seeing the same thing we're all seeing. But if he's not going to do his job, I'll step up and do it for him. And you did. And that's why I gave you the introduction that I did, because it was earned. And you made him do his job because it embarrassed him. Well, wait a minute. Why can't you can't get anybody out? Congressman Mills is getting people out. Why can't you get people out? Look, he hasn't even gone to East Palestine yet. He promised he'd go there. These people are chemically poisoned. They can't sell their homes. That's right. I mean, they can't drink the water. He's never gone there. So his word is no good. He told Afghanistan, we won't leave you. He did. And and think about how many of those people would not be getting out if you didn't do what you did. Well, I'm blessed and I'm honored to be in a position to be able to do so. You know, at the end of the day, we all have to, you know, C.S. Lewis used to talk about utilizing your talents. 
And for me, that was, you know, basically looking at what kind of blessings have I received that's given me the skill set or the capability or capacity to be able to do something. I know I can be effective in this. I know that I'm put in this position by God with conviction that I'm in the right spot because of this type of time. I may not be a congressman for all seasons, but when things like this start to occur, when the chaos ensues, and that's where I find that peace and calmness is amongst the chaos, it's about getting things done. It's about setting an example. It's about bringing confidence back that the U.S. government and those elected do care about the American people. It's about being a statesman and a representative. It is not about trying to be a part of the Celebrity Congressional Caucus. It's not about how many likes and clickbait that you can get out there. It's about showing through action. And that's yeah. the only thing I'm going to do, whether it's fighting for a strong economy, whether it's fighting to secure our borders, the protection of our children, to ensure that the weaponized DOJ is either reformed and or dis, you know, completely dismantled, where we can actually build it up to serve its original purpose. Whatever it is that is the will of the American people and that is constitutionally principled, I'll stand up and fight for it. I know you have to get out of here within the next two minutes or so. Uh, I want to make it count. It is Congressman Corey Mills on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline on the Todd Starn Show. This has always been my considered opinion, Congressman, and it's going to sound just like a like a sweetheart meatball question, but I really mean it. You take a combat veteran like yourself. I believe those skill sets are incredibly transferable to the people's house. Yes. What do you say? Absolutely correct. Look, no one understands the impacts of warfare like those who've actually had to fight them. No one understands what it is to truly fight for something that is bigger than yourself, than our military community and our veterans. And no one understands more the needs now more than ever for mental health, for various treatments, for improvements into veteran assistance, to look at making sure that we can take care of the American military and veterans first than those who've served in uniform. It's a unique skill set. It wires us to be able to thrive in chaos. It allows us to look at being solution and outcome-based and not just look at rhetoric, talk, and what we can get our names on as a co-sponsor. And I think that these are all key things. And prior to 2022, only 17% of all of Congress were military veterans. That's a vast contrast to what we saw in the 70s and 80s, where we were around 60 to 70 percent. I think that this class that just came in for the 118th Congress is exceptionally veteran and combat veteran, especially heavy. And I think you're going to see great changes where people are putting conservative thought first and putting the American people first. And that's what we need more than ever is an America first agenda. Before you run, I want to squeeze two things in real quick. Number one, it's not an accident. Washington... You could say even Jackson, Andrew Jackson. I mean, military uh, Grant, military people have served this country so incredibly well for the reasons you, that you said. And number two, I know you have made this about everything other than yourself. I do want to ask you this question, if you don't mind, and and I just think it would be great for Todd's listeners to get to hear you respond to this. How gratifying is it for you when you are able to bring? Americans home that you know otherwise weren't going to be get, able to get back either anytime soon or maybe never. Who knows what would happen? How gratifying is that when you are experiencing this interpersonal relationship that happens? I can only imagine the hugs, the love, the joy. It must be almost unspeakable. You know, the greatest feeling in the world is that there's so much preparation that goes into this from ground evacuations to prepping the planes to looking at that at funding 
to coordinating with the individual evacuees from looking at the, the locations they're at, getting them out, out. That it's so amazing when it all comes together and people come off that plane and you're able to just tell them or you bring them across the border in that vehicle and you're able to look in their eyes and say, welcome home or you're safe now. But the whole thing is, is that that right there should only last for one moment. Yeah. It's not about what you've just done. It's about what you're getting ready to do. And you move on to the next event and the next person and the next rescue. And what I focus on the most isn't always just on those who I can get out. It's who have I got out yet. That's really what the priority needs to constantly be on is to drive towards getting one more, to getting another plane out, to getting another ground evacuation for me to go in there personally and be able to help people out. This is what's so important to me is never giving up the fight. And so while it's exceptionally gratifying and especially the children who, you know, I'm a father, it's, it's impactful when you realize that these children may have not seen another day or that they've been sleeping in a fallout or, or not fallout, but a, a, a shelter for the last two days to, for the Moroccan attack and the barrage that's going on. But again, as soon as that occurs, you have to switch your focus back into what are we going to do next? How many more people can we save? And how many people, you know, we can count this 200 plus or 300 plus people that we've gotten out at this point, but my number cares about how many haven't we yet got out that still needs to get out. And that's why someone in your position works so well in these leadership roles that you've earned, a combat veteran that understands that you have a job to do and you find a way to get it done, and especially when it's not easy. Uh, that's why I think the combat veteran like you, Corey Mills, works. Congressman Mills, honor to present you, sir. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. Good to talk to you. Think about that. All those hundreds of Americans who would not be home right now, if it was not for Congressman Corey Mills, how how profound, how incredible was his presentation just now? I, I actually gave me chills. We're going to be right back with Grayson Dillon. I'm Harry Hurley filling in today for Todd. This is the Todd Starn Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Show with Grayson Dillon, Harry Hurley, filling in today for the great Todd Starnes, who will be back on Monday. My privilege to fill in today for Todd and also privilege to be broadcasting from the palatial Liberty University studio. Uh, Representative James Comer has really been an unsung hero because he is doing some big time heavy lifting. He keeps uncovering evidence, 
and Democrats and their pals in the Democrat media keep saying you have no evidence. And then he keeps getting more evidence, and they keep saying, but there's no direct evidence. Then he gets more direct evidence, and then they say there's still no evidence or direct evidence that Joe Biden benefited at all from any of these schemes that have been going on for so many years. Well, lo and behold, and this is why just pay close attention. When you see Representative Comer, who has done a great job as chair of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, just pay attention. Sometimes he slips in just an incredibly important item, but is a bit ambiguous about it on purpose because maybe they don't have it yet or they're not ready to reveal it yet. And he wants to make sure that he gets it so he doesn't you know, over-promise and under-deliver. You never want to do that because that's the other thing. They try to make it look like, oh, they have nothing. Oh, my God, you know, it's so clean. The Bidens, uh, there's nothing here. They, they just think you're stupid and you're not. You're incredibly smart. So this is starting to get very, very difficult. And that's why the media at some point, they're going to have to cover it because they can't defend it and they won't get away with acts of omission. So there's acts of omission. There's acts of commission. Whenever they can, they try to defend. Some of the um, Democrat flunkies came out and said, oh, this shows how honest the Bidens are. He gave his brother a loan. They they always want to make it look like this is out of just love. It's out of just sheer love, love for his son, love for his brother. Well, let's see the paperwork. I love love too. Let's see the paperwork. Now we have a check. I believe the date on the check is March 1st, 2008, uh, 2018. I don't have it in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that date is correct. March 1st, 2018. Somebody uh, email Todd if I got it wrong. Tell, tell him the substitute teacher blew it when he was absent. Good thing you're back, Todd. This guy, he didn't know the date, but I'm going to bank on it. I know that's the date. March 1st, 2018. A check written by Jim Biden to Joe Biden, $200,000. Now, I don't know how you come down on this kind of thing, but I do not believe in coincidences. If on the same day that James Biden gets $200,000, he writes a check to his brother Joe for exactly $200,000, And then on the memo line writes loan repayment or something like that. That can't be a coincidence. So James Biden gets $200,000. I forget. It's like Amera something or other, the company that sent him the check. And then the exact amount, he gets the exact amount he needs to pay the exact loan amount that Joe Biden loaned him? Now, James Comer, he's saying, hey, I don't believe that. This is a lie. And if it's not a lie, then do me a favor. Send me all the loan documents, because anything over $10,000, you can gift a family member $10,000. That's not an IRS disaster in your life. Beyond that, the IRS has rules, and there are laws. So there would need to be loan documents. There would be a loan payment. 
There would be the loan agreement. There would be additional banking supporting loan documentation. Congressman Comer writes, as you may know, the Internal Revenue Code has specific requirements for delineating and reporting below market rate loans. See, because they're saying it's a $200,000 loan, and he paid him back exactly $200,000. So what do you know? This, to me, now becomes impossible to deny, because even if it is a loan, this means that the Biden enterprise, if you want to say that President Biden is telling the truth and he never talked to his son about his business dealings and he never talked to any of the business partners and he doesn't know anything about it and he's not the big guy and he's not the guy that's getting a certain percentage of the the money that it's just going to family members. And if you want to believe all that, then on the loan, you have to then be able to explain all these other things, the documentation and what what is AmeriCorps? James Biden received $200,000 from AmeriCorps. Well, who is that? And what's the two hundred k for? And is it a coincidence? It's the exact amount that he needed to pay off a loan? Or is it a stretch to imagine? Could you imagine in some kind of alternative universe that that wasn't a loan and that that was Joe Biden's cut? I don't think it's outrageous to at least contemplate that it may not have been a loan. And let's see if they come up with the documentation that will then dispel anything and say that it is a loan and everything's fine. When we come back, United States Congressman Jeff Andrew will join the Todd Starn Show. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Todd Starn Show with Grace and Dylan. Harry Hurley filling in, broadcasting live from the Liberty University studio. We're on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline of the Todd Starn Show. Is my very longtime friend. God, we go back. It's he's too young for me to say this, but we go back like forty years. Uh, he is Congressman Jeff Andrew, the distinguished gentleman from New Jersey's second congressional district. He is the only person in the history of the United States of America to go from the majority party to the minority party and then lickety-split one election cycle later back in the majority party the way that it's supposed to be. He is a member of the House Judiciary Committee. That committee has never been more important, and you can also say how important our House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee is because there are just so many issues. You look at this country with decaying bridges and all kinds of issues and with the threat uh, assessments, terrorism and so forth, the infrastructure, the Transportation Committee. So he is on two of the most consequential committees in the United States House of Representatives. Congressman Van Drew, welcome to the Todd Starn Show. Harry, always good to be with you. I enjoy it. Thank you. A real pleasure to present you. And I'm looking at this theme for our opening moments, and it is this. We are proxy war participants. Now, it's more than two because we're always the war on terror. Uh, Iran is as provocative as can be. Uh, China, ditto. There's all kinds of problems all over the place. But, But literally speaking, we're in a proxy war with Ukraine against Russia. We're in a proxy war now with 
Israel versus Hamas. How are we doing? I mean, we have I, I, I want to support my commander in chief, but my goodness, he's so weak. It's so feckless. Your colleague, Corey Mills, we just interviewed Congressman Mills. He's he's flying people home because they can't get it done. I mean, this is if this is not the most dangerous time since the Civil War, I, I don't know what would be, Congressman. No, you're absolutely right. And I just kudos to Corey Mills. He's doing a job. He's saved a lot of people. And he's a heck of a representative. He's a good man. Uh, let me say this. Weakness breeds war. When you are weak. When you present that you are weak, and let's, let's discuss why we are weak. We are weak because we left Afghanistan in order to, for a, a particular president, this president, to have what he thought would be political gain. Not only was it political disaster, it was foreign policy disaster. We all know. We left equipment behind. We left Americans behind. Yep. We left you know, Afghan nationals behind. We did the wrong thing. We showed we were weak. And quite frankly, I hate to say it's stupid. Uh, there's no other word for it. But then that occurred, and that was the first signal. I mean, there were earlier signals as well. But then secondly, what happened, uh, we decide that, you know, we're not going to speak out in the very beginning about Ukraine. Now, the minute that Putin started making noise, it was a test. He was testing to see if we would rise to the occasion and tell him, man, you better not do that, or there's going to be hell to pay. That's what President Trump did. Putin's done this before. He did it during the Trump administration. From literally, I spoke to Trump about this just a few weeks ago, and he said he called him up and he told him what was going to happen, and he better not think about it, and it didn't happen. Yeah, those congressmen, those he told he told Putin about you know those beautiful sphere, colorful buildings you have. He told yep. him like it was. You you do this, then they come down. You can't be telling can't you can't repeat. be serious. He said, try me. And Putin didn't, did he? No, he didn't. And I, and I can't repeat the exact conversation. But basically, he told him he was going to blow off the top of his residence and he'd be laying in bed looking at the blue sky. So I mean, he wasn't getting around. And that's you have to be strong. You have to know that the United States is a powerful country and that we are the beacon of light. So that happened. And then we are where we are in Iran because this president took away the sanctions. Forget about the $6 billion that we loosened up for them for a minute, which should have never happened. The, we do, removing those sanctions put billions of dollars in their coffers to enrich uranium, to you know create war, to have terrorist surrogates all throughout the region and throughout the world. Now, of course, China sees all this, and in the Indo-Pacific, they say, you know, these guys can't fight three wars on three fronts, so we're really thinking about going there. This is what weakness breeds. It's why, you know, from the very beginning, what struck me is how weak he was in the last election. The election before that, every single sign I have says a strong America. We need to be strong. Now we're in some trouble because of this weak president. We've got to get back to where we need to be. We look at, uh, and just a quick reset, Congressman Jeff Andrew from New Jersey's 2nd Congressional District on the Todd Starn Show, the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline. We, we look at where we are with respect to uh, this administration saying from Jump Street that, and I, I, I'll tell you, I want to like him and I want to respect his career as an admiral and everything, but this Kirby gets up there and he says stuff like, we don't have direct evidence 
that Iran is involved. I'm just a talk show host, and I know that Iran funded Hamas, trained Hamas, planned the thing for an extended period. They're, what, if, is that am, am I crazy, or or are they tr- trying to pull our leg? Now they're they have to admit that Iran's involved. They look so stupid. Oh, they look right off from jumpstart when he loosened up the six billion dollars for Iran. The and and it, they put out the you know the information Kirby and every oh no it's only can be used for humanitarian need. It can't yeah, be sure. used for anything else. And then the Ayatollah Khomeini came literally within hours that we will use that money for whatever we deem appropriate. Exactly. I mean, it's, you know, it's just- and, and Congressman, as you know, money is fungible anyhow. So even if they had some crooked set of ledger books, they now have money that they go, all right, this is this is a humanitarian, but it allows them to spend on whatever they want. No doubt, Harry. And this is the issue we have. Uh, it, it is so bad, you know. I, again, I respect the office of the commander in chief, but there, and, and this is why people, by the way, people call me up every day. People, you can feel it in their emails. You can feel it when their voices, you can hear it when their voice starts to crack because I always try to talk. I can't, obviously we get thousands of emails every day, but I always take a handful, call people back. I always still try to stay in touch with my people to keep me grounded People are upset, Americans, to their core. They just don't understand it. It is as if open borders, what we're doing with education, what we are doing, trying to do to wokeify our military, the breakdown of our cities and complete collapse. We have 20 carjackings a day in just Washington, D.C. All of it, it seems after you almost, perp- they almost purposely want to destroy the America we know and love. Yeah. I have never... In my lifetime, and you know what? In the almost forty years, you and I have been together, shoulder to shoulder, in a lot of fights, working together. I have never seen anything like this this bad in my lifetime. And I agree with you. Since the Civil War, we've never had a great challenge. I pray for this country every single day. And I want to ask you something. It's never pleasant, even if it's a member of the other party, but it's a colleague. It's you know part of the the, the you know, House of Representatives. 435, there's only 433 right now, but, you know, anyhow, the the notion that there is a member, and it's plural, members, but there is a member flying the Palestinian flag, I mean, it, it, it's, 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 it's unbearable. What, what we endure, the, these pro-Palestinian rallies, I've, I've gotten word this half hour, there is a pro-Palestinian rally in Atlantic City right now. Uh, I know we're the greatest country in the world and that free speech is a big part of what makes us great, but no other country in the world would permit any of this. And I, I believe that Rashida Tlaib and others, they ha- they must be censured. Do you agree with that or disagree? Absolutely, Harry. Anybody wants to check my record, I am an or- original co-sponsor, an original, uh, of that bill with uh, a number of others to say that she needs to be censured. Uh, I think it's going to be one of the first responsibilities of the new speaker. It's different. You know, there's freedom of speech. And there's freedom of speech, quite frankly, if you're just a member of the public, just an American. Yeah, in this great country, you can do and say what you believe. But this, for a congresswoman to encourage this, to encourage those that literally say death to America, to say how yeah. Hamas, isn't doing anything wrong at various times in her career 
to say that this has all been fabricated. It's not true that Israel is the one that's really causing the harm here. I'm tired of it. I want to be really clear for everybody listening. I stand shoulder to shoulder with Israel. I am an unabashed supporter of them having the right to defend themselves. As it is, this administration is to tie, trying to tie one hand behind their back. And in essence, they're very soft, but they're kind of threats that you have to do what we say if you want help from the United States. Let me say one more thing. We, if we give what the president wants in funding for Ukraine in this latest $100 billion, tenth of a trillion dollars that he wants to spend, we will be just about uh, equivalent giving the money to Ukraine in one year that we have given to Israel in 80 years since its founding. There's something wrong, too. We're not tracking the money. We don't know where it's all going. 57,000 people in Ukraine are actually being paid on the American payroll. Um, it is wrong. Uh, we're spending too much. And this is, again, what happens when you're weak. We shouldn't be fighting a surrogate war here. And now we're stuck in this situation because of this president. I'm tired of that as well. Let's pivot in the about three, four minutes that we have, Congressman, to the fact that we do have a new speaker. Boy, was that important. I mean, that was really – I think that was becoming uh, a very bad situation for the brand, for Republicans giving the uh, the other party and their fellow Democrats in the media the opportunity to say that Republicans can't govern, what a disgrace, we've got wars, we've got three weeks until uh, spending problems and, you know, can't get a budget – so can you get a continuing resolution again and all this? Uh, it was really serving up so much ability for the other side to criticize. And I think it was starting to really mount and, and become a problem that, that could have even had a hangover into the 2024 election. I think it's been fixed in time for it to be forgotten quickly. But what are your thoughts generally about all of this? This was not this was not good. Let me, let me say to you and your listeners what I said in caucus over and over again. As somebody that went through a lot of hell to change, and you brought it out in the beginning from the majority party, which was then the Democrats to the minority, it was because I knew what it meant. Democrats understand what the end game is. Now, we both have an end game, Democrats and Republicans. The end game for the Democrats is to change this nation substantially as we have known it since its founding. Our end game in the Republican Party, despite all our faults, all our problems, is to keep this great shining city on the hill, the beacon of hope, and to keep America as we know it. We always have to make change. We always can improve. I'm not saying that. But to keep the essence of what the United States of America and freedom is. And I, I, I felt my role in this was to keep reminding folks of what it's risk here. This isn't about saving the Republican Party. This is about saving the republic. The Republican Party has the answers about the cities, about education, about the open borders, about being weak militarily, about wokeifying everything, about not what the Democrats are doing, utilizing the tremendous energy resources we have. We could export energy. We have the answers. We're the party of the answers. And that's what I emphasized on every single show or wherever I was publicly speaking that we're going to come through this. Mike Johnson's a good man. He's a friend of mine. I happen to serve with him. I know him better than a whole lot of folks because he and I spent many grueling hours together on the Judiciary Committee along with Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan, my friend, was my first choice. 
But you know what I knew about Mike? I called him up early on and I said, you're the guy that can do this because you are a gentleman. You're a gentleman. Yeah. Quite yes. frankly, he's more gentle than I am. Uh, but I knew that he could bridge all these gaps in the party. He did. We're going to be okay. Yeah, he's very elegant, and uh, it's probably exactly what we need at this time. I do think that it was just terrible, though, that eight members partnered with 208 Democrats who were happy to play mischief when Hakeem Jeffries told his uh, caucus, vote the, you know, the, the, the motion. That was it. They had it. They, they partnered with the other side and took out – the Democrats got away with taking out the Republican speaker. That was just awful, Congressman. It was awful. It was a bad message to send out. You know, look, in all honesty, thank God Michael Johnson is there now. You know, whether you were a McCarthy fan or not as speaker, could we have gone through another year? Absolutely. And if it didn't go right, thank God, I – I really think I'm not trying to be melodramatic that God put uh, Michael Johnson there because we really had a lot of gaps to bridge. But that was the wrong thing to do. And that's what I kind of tried to point out over and over and over again when I spoke to members, when I spoke in caucus. This was, you know, you can't we have a bigger final, final seconds, Congressman, Congressman, than just our own personal issues. We have a role to lead to do better. And that's what we need to do. And I think we will. I really do. Congressman Jeff Andrew, great to be with you. Look forward to next time. Harry, you're a great man, and I appreciate everything you do in getting the word out. Thank you, my friend. On the Todd Starn Show, on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline, you were just listening to literally one of the most important members of Congress. That's either chamber, Senate or House. Uh, and if you look at it, when uh, Congressman Van Drew... And President Trump got together in the Oval Office. I mean, that was the beginning of the Republican majority. I mean, think about how close the margins are if he was still a Democrat. And they're probably going to lose one, uh, as you know, from New York. He's going to be gone. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. We'll be right back. This is The Todd Starn Show. Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Show with Grace and Dylan. Harry Hurley filling in today for the great Todd Starnes, who will be back on Monday. So definitely do not do not worry about that. Uh, I know that Todd is really doing a great job with the um, very important organization, International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. And Israel is at war. There have been unimaginable atrocities committed against the Jewish people. Over a thousand Israelis murdered, thousands more injured in communities decimated. The needs are massive. Israel needs your help now. Your gift today will save lives, provide emergency essentials to those in need. Please donate today. I'm calling on you on behalf of Todd to stand with Israel in its war against Hamas by helping my friends at the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews as they rush aid to the hardest-hit regions of Israel. Your donation is urgently needed. Go to ToddStarns.com. Click on Israel at War. The banner is right there. Make an emergency donation. Or you can phone your donation to 800-514-5577. That's 800-514-5577. Seven seven. Your emergency gift today will help the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews save lives, 
and provide critical essentials that are needed right now. So important. During this dark time, the needs in the war-torn areas are tremendous. The fellowship has an extensive network of staff, partner organizations, and volunteers all across Israel responding with life-saving security and support. We ask all people to pray for the safety, protection, and comfort of Israel in the aftermath of these attacks. Please add a generous gift at toddstarns.com or by calling 800-514-5577 as we rush urgently needed help to Israel. We'll be back. This is The Todd Starn Show. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American Starnes. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show with Grace and Dylan. Harry Hurley filling in today for Todd, who will be back on Monday. A busy news day on the Todd Starnes Show. Less than 30 minutes away, Congressman Mark Alford. So we'll get to the hot topics of the day. Israel, new speaker. What are the Republicans going to do? I think to some extent, I hate to say it, because I don't believe this should be necessary, but I kind of sort of think it is. They have to restore some faith to the American people because they had a PR number done on them when day after day after day they could not elect a new speaker. That allowed Hakeem Jeffries to be mischievous. That allowed the Democrat media to come at the Republicans that they can't govern and all of this craziness. Uh, And it's just a shame that, that it had to happen because they've accomplished so much with such a very, very small, slim majority. So we'll get into all of that with Congress and Offord coming up uh, about 25, 28 minutes from now. What I want to do is something completely off the beaten path that you haven't heard about probably in quite a while, and I think it's part of the reason why some of the results I'm about to share with you are what they are, but it's more than that, and I'll explain. There was a survey done. And the survey yielded that only 7% of adults have gotten the new COVID-19 shots. I didn't get the new COVID-19 shots. I don't know about you. You know, I wanted to be compliant when the thing first came out. And they said, oh, my God, we don't know how long it lives on Formica, on glass, on stainless steel. Get packages delivered. Let them sit out for two days. Don't bring them in the house. Get get home. Get your clothes off right away and get them washed. I mean, people were crazy with this. And, and unfortunately, for very preventable reason, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the man who arrogantly said, quote, I am science. This man who once said, don't wear a face mask because we're just lay people. And we'll touch things and we'll infect ourselves. So leave leave the masks. You know, he wouldn't be honest and say we don't have enough PPE. What we will, but we don't right now. So let's leave them for the doctors and the nurses and the techs and everybody, you know, that needs them clinically and so on. Now, they couldn't tell us the truth. So they just said, oh, don't wear a mask. Then this bozo told us to wear two masks. Then they said, get the vaccine and you can't get COVID-19. Then, of course, that wasn't true. I do believe that in most cases the vaccine presented 
the opportunity to not get as severe a case of COVID-19. But we were lied to so many times. And then with every iteration, it was getting weaker and becoming what they say, what they call less virulent. And so a lot of people, I, I, I don't know about you, I'll, I'll give. I got the first shot. I got the second shot because they said you got to get the first one. You got to get them the second one. I think it was like two weeks later or something. I know there were different versions. I, I had the Pfizer, which for some reason that's the one I wanted to get. Uh, the J&J one, not so good in my opinion. And uh, so I got the Pfizer one. I did, you know, it was just, just the, the, the way the draw went. It could have been – I wouldn't have taken the J&J one, but I would have taken either Moderna or Pfizer. But I didn't want Moderna either, although I have to say uh, when you review efficacy and you review a lot of things – Moderna may have turned out to be the best of the three, Pfizer second and J&J. Not good at all, in my opinion. So I took the first one, I took the second one, and I took the first booster. And then my my wife and I both agreed. We said, that's it. We're not taking any more of these. It was experimental. You know, they said, oh, but the RNA technology was, you know, worked on for 10 years. But, well... That's the delivery system. What, what about the stuff? You know, you think about these things maybe a little bit differently now than when people are dying. And, and if you were predisposed with a preexisting condition of some kind, or maybe you had any number of things, asthma or some type of issue where overweight, there were things that would make you susceptible to a potential bad result. I know for a fact when I got it, because I know where I got it. I got it in New York City, where I go basically about once a year. I know exactly when it happened. I was at an event for a couple of days, came home. By Monday, felt like I had it, tested negative. By Tuesday morning, positive. I had gone like two years. I thought I was actually going to get out of it with never getting COVID-19. But we got it. My wife and I got it basically same day. We recovered in a week, and we were very fortunate. We were, you know, two of the lucky ones. We were vaccinated, and it was towards the end of Omicron. And I'll talk about Omicron in a second. It seems weird talking about COVID-19, doesn't it, or even listening to it, because this hopefully is in the rearview mirror of most Americans. And this is why I said in my opening comment that, Nobody's really talking about COVID-19 anymore. People are still getting it. You start to present this time of year. I know someone that was presenting with either the flu-like symptoms or could have been COVID-19. And, and it turns out, you know, that, that they think it is the flu. So they, they did this data, and it comes out that 7% of United States adults and 2% of children have gotten the new COVID shots. That's a month after the the federal government was touting it and saying how important it was and that it's a new version. Because one of the stupid things was they were, but it's all they had. They were still giving out the original vaccine 
and some argue with that word and say it's not a vaccine, but let me call it something so we can have a conversation about it. So they were still giving out the one that wasn't the variant that's here now. So now this one does have protection, allegedly updated shots for what they are calling. It's a descendant of Omicron, but it's not as uh, lethal. And it's named XBB.1.5. So that replaced the original coronavirus strain. Remember, coronavirus, the common cold is a coronavirus. No coronavirus in the history of the world has ever been cured, only treated. So when you hear, oh, the common cold, the common cold is coronavirus. And who knows, when it first came about long ago, it probably killed people. It was probably stronger. And the the thing that happens, even though I believe this was completely uh, engineered in that Wuhan Institute of Virology, it wasn't from bats and in a wet lab. I never believed that from the beginning. And now we have, even though Anthony Fauci doesn't want to admit it, and there's got to be reasons for that that I I just don't have time to get into. Uh, They're they're not good reasons, in my opinion. I think we were lied to completely. This, This desire to protect China. I mean, think about this. If China, but see, China didn't want to get demolished, and, and the world would have been able to protect itself. China spread this thing just by saying nothing. People think they did some grand thing and had people fly all over the world, and, and it just would happen through normal travel. The amount of travel that people do, bringing it back to their countries, and away it went, especially the uh, earliest versions because they were so – incredibly contagious. So am I surprised that only 7% of adults and only 2% of children have gotten this vaccine? That would be a uh, capital H, hell no. Not surprised at all. Not a little bit. I got the first ones, and then I didn't want it ever again. And I, I looked at it like I got it at a time when it was not as strong as it was, but it was still out there, and look, it didn't. It wasn't great. I mean, I didn't, I didn't feel good for you know a couple of days. I remember I actually did an interview with the editor, founder of Talkers Magazine, Michael Harrison. We both had COVID nineteen at the exact same time. We got it at the exact same time, and we did an interview on I believe either either day two or three of COVID nineteen. And it is interesting how I remember not feeling that well. But when you love what you do, and part of it is also literally your adrenaline gets up, you're about to go on air, so you get jazzed up, and there's all kinds of things. I don't want to get clinical, but all kinds of things that get going in your body. Uh, that's why when you hear about things like fight, flight type things, the body is, is incredible. So I remember saying to Michael during the interview, I said, Michael, this is the best I've felt since I got this beast. And it is funny how that works. How when you're doing what you love to do and you put it sort of out of your mind and you're focusing on a great conversation that you're having with a friend and talking to an audience, that you actually it's, – it's almost clinical that you felt better. I remember saying to Michael, I said, I actually feel like pretty good. Wasn't expecting it. But I'm in the, uh, I'm in the 93% crowd. I didn't take that thing. I don't want that. 
And I don't plan on ever taking it again. I know they want to get you to be where you take the flu shot and you take you take this thing. I just think that somewhere down the road, I remember saying to uh, to my audience that, oh, well, let's wait and see if five years from now, ten years from now, if we see uh, these graphics pop up, who knows? It won't even be a TV screen then. It'll pop off your 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 wrist, your watch or something. It won't even be a screen. I'm telling you, we're going to see amazing things over the next decade. And of all of a sudden it says, if you took the COVID-19 vaccine back in 2020 or 2022 or whatever, uh, call 1-800-I'm-your-lawyer, uh, because who knows? I, I do a lot. Of, I'm a voracious reader, and I'm sure many of you on the Todd Starn Show are as well. And you probably have read about people that think, hey, I didn't have this heart condition. Now I've got this problem. I've got that problem. I think we will eventually hear, and I think we already have to some extent, about it. So I'm not surprised with all the lies and everything else that only 7% of adults, and and remember, kids should have been going to school the whole time. They lied to us. There was no reason. That was all teacher union stuff. And I like teachers, but I don't like what the union did there. They they kept kids out of school. That was uh, affecting social, emotional things. It was terrible what they did. Terrible. And some people thrived from home. And guess what? Some people didn't. We're going to be back in just a little bit. I do want to share with you on behalf of Todd that Israel is at war. There have been unimaginable atrocities committed against the Jewish people. Over a 1,000 Israelis murdered, thousands more injured, and communities decimated. The needs are massive. Israel needs your help now. Your gift today will save lives and provide emergency essentials to those in need. Please donate today. I'm calling on you to stand with Israel on behalf of Todd in its war against Hamas by helping our friends at International Fellowship of Christians and Jews as they rush aid to the hardest-hit regions of Israel. Your donation is urgently needed. Go to toddstarns.com. Click on Israel at War. There's a banner right there, hyperlink at, you know, banner that you can click right on. Make your emergency donation, or you can phone your donation to 800-514-5577. That's 800-514-5577. Your emergency gift today will help the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews save lives and provide critical essentials needed right now. During this dark time, the need in the war-torn areas are just tremendous. The fellowship has an extensive network of staff, partner organizations, and volunteers all across Israel with life-saving security and support. We are asking all people to pray for the safety, protection, and comfort of Israel in the aftermath of these terrorist attacks. Please add a generous gift at ToddStarns.com or by calling 800-514-5577. That's 800 800- 514-5577 as we rush urgently needed help to Israel through the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Starn Show.
Welcome back to the Todd Starnes Show with Grace and Dylan. My name is Harry Hurley, filling in today for Todd Starnes, who will be back on Monday. Did you catch the news uh, that um, Senator Charles Grassley came up with documentation showing that there were 40, 40 different serious issues where the Biden family was being investigated and at every turn the activities were stopped or interfered with. I mean, there is just so much there there. Let me give you an example. Former U.S. Attorney Scott Brady. He testified, this is getting almost no media coverage whatsoever, except for people like the Todd Starnes show and Todd. Scott Brady testified before the House Judiciary Committee earlier this week that he was, quote, limited by the Justice Department while investigating the Biden family's business activities in Ukraine. Earlier in the program, I talked about the fact that I do not believe in coincidences. When, when Jim Biden gets $200,000 from AmeriCorps and Joe Biden gets $200,000 the same day and they call it a loan, I'm not buying any of it. Sorry. No. No way. You hear all these different people who have said they were limited. The IRS whistleblowers. Remember when Colonel Vindman was a whistleblower? All whistleblowers are treated with respect. They've been smearing these whistleblowers from the IRS. They, they were people that handled some of the most complicated, important, difficult cases on the planet. And when they were saying such things as we were prevented from doing our job, if you think, again, the word coincidence, that all kinds of IRS potential alleged wrongdoing, that all of it expired with the statute of limitations, big numbers in the seven figures, all gone because, oops, the statute of limitations has run out. No, they don't do that by accident. That's not like somebody forgets. You do something like that on purpose. And I'm telling you, until the whistleblowers, they were, gonna, they were going to let the gun charge and they were gonna let, going to let the other stuff wither on the vine. Oops. I mean, because you don't – look, the average of something like this, year and a half – sometimes less this stuff's going on seven years on purpose because they're being taken care of even before he was president he was being taken care of because the very high leadership of these areas they're all democrats do you notice how even the national archives they turn all this stuff over on trump there's all kinds of documents that james comer wants from the National Archives. They're not turning them over. And they know they're going to be protected. I mean, it is just so incredibly, blatantly corrupt. Congressman Mark Alford from Missouri joins us when we come back. It's the Todd Starn Show. Welcome back. This is the Todd Starn Show with Grace and Dylan. My name is Harry Hurley. Honored to fill in for Todd today. Todd will be back on Monday. And I'm looking at an issue that I think is extremely important for us to talk about. And it is the provocative, ratcheting up, if you will, nature of Iran. 
when we have people like Corinne Jean-Pierre or Joe Biden or Admiral Kirby and they say, oh, look, we're, we're, we're going to freeze that $6 billion and they can't spend it on anything except humanitarian relief anyhow, we know differently. Money is what they call fungible. So if you know you have $6 billion that you could earmark for, who knows, austere things or as the, uh, the Ayatollah said, we're going to spend it on whatever we want. They're not bound by this limitations. And by the way, there's another $10 billion before the $6 billion that nobody's even talking about. Obama gave Iran money. Biden gives Iran money. They want that, that fake treaty that they have all these crooked side deals that John Kerry and Hillary Clinton and people like that negotiated that nobody knows about exactly what did they even agree to. I will tell you from reliable people that I completely trust, Iran is allegedly on the one-yard line. For many, many years, they've been using the football field analogy for how close is Iran to becoming a nuclear power. Now, can you imagine? Look at them now. Imagine them as a nuclear power. And you need to because this administration isn't doing anything to stop it. They're enriching. They're close. And reliable very credible people are – and this is – I've never heard it this close. People are saying now that Iran is on the one-yard line. So look, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, hunt, hint, hint, my favorite football team, they've got – I've added a little word to it. It's called the brotherly shove. I call it the brotherly love shove because of the city of brotherly love. Some call it the tush push. But it's more oftentimes referred to as the the brotherly shove. And it's – well, first of all, Jalen Hurts can squat 600 pounds. So let's start there by himself. And he's got the best center in football. In uh, Taylor Swift's future brother-in-law. I'm just teasing. (laughs) Jason Kelsey, not Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, the tight end. Jason Kelsey, the Eagles center. Phenomenal. He gets the push. Then they come behind Jalen Hurts, and they give him a push. And it is an unstoppable play that I promise you, because no other team has been able to perfect it, the league is going to probably take action on it. I I almost want to guarantee it on the Todd Starn show during the offseason. It's unstoppable. So the reason I'm saying that, what am I going into that for? Because when they're on the one-yard line, you can't stop it. It has worked every single time they employ it. They got a penalty once, they made it, got a penalty, and then they went up punting. It was a five-yard penalty, then now they're not going to go for it on, on fourth and six. But they went on at fourth and one and got it, but it didn't count as getting it because they got the penalty. But it's worked every time they've done it. So Iran is on the one-yard line. And all they need is the tush push. And they're going to get over the finish line. And they're already provocative as all get out. And now you're looking at them being potentially nuclear. They have no respect for the American president. So how about that? 
and we take it not as we want it to be. We have to take it and deal with the hand that we've got. And it's a bad one. Our president is always very, very slow. Remember I mentioned earlier in Todd's program, if you were here, he's never visited East Palestine. How do you not do that? You have people hurting. You have people, their homes are basically destroyed, unsellable. They can't drink the water. And they're probably down the road, they're probably going to come up with cancers and different maladies that we don't even know yet. That was a very serious thing that happened, that train derailment. Can you imagine if President George W. George w. Bush flew over Louisiana and they trashed him? He didn't want to land because he didn't want to disrupt the recovery. He flew over. They went bananas. Biden doesn't even go and he just gets away with it. It's just such a level of just blatant corruption, dishonesty, and, and hypocrisy. So what, what I'm getting at is this administration is afraid to say that Iran is even involved. No direct evidence. Sound familiar? It's the built-in excuse. No direct evidence that Joe Biden profited from the Biden syndicate. No direct evidence that Iran is involved. There's nothing but evidence, by the way, to both of those questions, domestic and foreign. There's all nothing but evidence. And they just say, no direct evidence, Kirby, no direct evidence, no direct evidence. Well, how about when Iran is messing with uh, our troops at, at 14 or more locations? How about that one? Joining us now, the distinguished gentleman from Missouri's 4th Congressional District. He's a member of the House Armed Services Committee, member of the House Agriculture Committee, and a member of the House Small Business Committee. He's appearing on the Todd Starn Show today on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline. Congressman Mark Offered, welcome to the Todd Starn Show. Hi, Congressman. Hey, thank you very much for having me on. It is a pleasure. Thank you for your service. Obviously, these are such critical times, maybe the most consequential of your career. I'd be surprised if you didn't agree with that comment. Let me get a take from you. Let's start with the fact that in Mike Johnson, the first speaker ever from the great state of Louisiana, we have a speaker. I think that was a very big deal, obviously, for regular business. The Republican brand was taking you know, some pretty big hits. Uh, that was a pretty big deal, wasn't it, Congressman? It, it really was. You know, we, we spent three years, uh, I meant three years, three weeks. It felt like three yeah, years. You were we right. were in this yeah, you were right. This kept going on and on yeah. and on and on. We were a ship without a rudder. I think that was a disservice to the American people. The good news is the wind, the rearview mirror, and it's time to look forward what we can accomplish. These appropriation bills that we're going to get through, the support that, for Israel, overwhelmingly, that we, we got through this week. Uh, other bills that make differences to the American people. And we're going to get the funding to Israel. Uh, we're under uh, our new speaker. We are going to split the funding packages for Ukraine and Israel, which I think is a great thing. Uh, and hopefully we're going to secure our border. Some very important things that we need to do for the American people lie ahead. I don't think there's any question about that. Congressman Mark Offord is our guest on the Todd Starn Show on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker Hotline. So much going on. Obviously, we're in a proxy war with uh, Ukraine and Russia. We now have what's taken place with the terrorist attack uh, by Hamas in Israel. 
what are your thoughts about you know keeping it all straight and and doing what we need to do? I I, I don't want to say this, but I think I have to say it. I think our president continues to demonstrate weakness, which becomes a problem. They, they didn't even want to admit that Iran is involved. I mean, Iran's paying for the deal. They're, they're, they're the bank. They're the, the training instructor. They, they were helping plan it. Why don't they want to admit these things, Congressman? This president and this administration has been tiptoeing around terrorism since they got in office. Yeah, it's true. We are very clear that Islamic terrorism has no place in our world. Hamas has no place in our world. To try to uh, unfreeze $6 billion for Iran to do, who, to do who knows what with, and they'll try to deny that it's not going into terrorism. We all know that they can shift money around and use this for that. Uh, it is just empowering terrorism. And uh, I don't know why the administration is not taking a harder stance uh, I, I think uh, some of the things they've said about support for Israel and sending uh, some aircraft carriers and support over there is a good thing. Yep. I think it could have been a lot faster. Yes, sir. Uh, his denunciation and a lot stronger from the White House, from the Oval Office, that we are not going to tolerate it and we 100% stand behind Israel. That's exactly right. We're visiting with Congressman Mark Offord from Missouri, from the 4th Congressional District. Congressman, in terms of the Republican brand, I believe once you get back to work and you accomplish things, the three weeks is going to be a blip. I think if it had gone on and on and on and on, it would have been potentially possibly a 2024 catastrophe. But I don't think it's anything to worry about. I think it's you know unfortunate that it happened. I think it's unfortunate that eight members partnered with 208 Democrats. That, that was um, mischief that Hakeem Jeffries was happy to oblige and take down the, the, the sitting Republican speaker. But Mike Johnson is excellent. Uh, he's going to do a great job. He's an elegant man. He's smart. Uh, and there's the potential here to really put all that, as you were talking earlier, in the rearview mirror. Now, with respect to, though, what are Republicans going to be doing next steps, I think coming out of the box, I don't know if it's censuring Tlaib, who I think has it coming, Congressman. This is awful what these people are doing. It's it's really bad stuff. Uh, but there's a lot that has to be done. What are next steps for Republicans, in your well, estimation? Well, I agree with you. You know, Marjorie Taylor Greene put forth a century resolution for Tlaib. Uh, I think that's important to look at. Uh, but at the same time, look, we've got to be concentrating on our economy and how we move forward. Uh, we are locked in this malaise. I think that President Biden has put us into. Yeah. And we have not done ourselves any service by a continuing resolution. Uh, and now we're staring down one in November 17th where we're yep. going to have to uh, figure out if we're going to have another one and how long it's going to be or we're not going to have one and risk a government shutdown. So I do not want the Senate jamming us up as we go into the uh, Christmas break. They do that every time and then blame it on the Republicans when the military doesn't get paid. So I think our speaker is going to have to make some very tough decisions as we move forward about how we handle this. And more importantly, how we handle this moving forward. We need to be thinking now about what we're going to be doing differently in spring of next year. Yeah. We don't want to be in this position. Let's get our work done before go. we go home for August. Wouldn't it be a great idea? Let's see if this simplistic comment matters. And we have about two minutes left. I know you have to run. What about 
the House passing something, and instead of having the Senate pass something, and then the media piles on, oh, the Senate got their job done, and it's like you're supposed to then just, me too, whatever they come up with, you pass something and put the heat on them. Well, I think that's a great idea. We did that with the National Defense Authorization Act. Exactly. Ours was done before theirs, and I'm honored to be on the conference committee that's going to now meet uh, sometime in the near future to try to hammer these things out. We came out with a very, very conservative NDAA, stripping out most of the DEI, the CRT, the wokeness in the military so we can get people back in the military where we're lacking recruitment numbers. So we did something positive there. I think you're absolutely right there. We need to show fortitude, strength, vision, direction to where we're leading and not following the Senate. Two-minute drill. How concerned are you, the president with Afghanistan, he then said that uh, a small incursion almost invited it for Putin to then attack and start war with Ukraine. Uh, the, now we have Hamas with the, the vicious terrorist attack on Israel. I mean, it's, it's Biden's breaking the country and he's breaking the world. Well, I thought for some time, it, it looks like if you were just an independent uh, person that didn't know anything about what was going on, it would look like this president is intentionally flying this plane into the ground, our exactly. economy, our standing on the world stage, the way he pulled out of Afghanistan, as you mentioned, leaving 13 service members there to die and then checks his watch when their bodies come home. It Terrible. was sickening. You know, the world leaders that are bullies like Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, they see this. They know what's going on. They know that now is the time to take advantage of the weakness that this president has shown, this failing, flailing, feckless leader, if you want to call him a leader, who has done nothing but um, turned our our country into a laughing stock in a lot of cases on the world stage. We need to regain our authority, regain our stature, regain our fortitude as a nation to do what's right, to spread democracy and defend those who, who want democracy as well, like Israel. Spot on, and that's why I'm so happy to have had the opportunity to present you. Congressman Mark Offer, thanks for your time today. Good to talk to you. Thank you. God bless. You're welcome. We're going to be right back. Please don't go away with Grace and Dylan. My name is Harry Hurley, filling in today for Todd. Back in just a little bit. Don't go away. This is The Todd Starn Show. This is The Todd Starn Show with Grace and Dylan. My name is Harry Hurley. Good news. Todd will be back on Monday. It is my pleasure to share this important message about Mike Lindell. He has a passion to help you get the best sleep of your life. And I've worked with Mike Lindell in the past. He didn't stop at the pillow. Mike also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. These sheets look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep, which is crucial for our overall health. And I have the Giza uh, sheets. We sleep with them every night. They're very, very soft, very, very comfortable. Mike found the world's best cotton. It's called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. And I tell you, I love the um, Mike Lindell sheets because they're, they're tall. The mattresses are much taller now than they used to be. I'm talking about the height of the mattress. And the shorter mattress uh, the uh, p- bed sheets, they pop off all the time. These don't do that. They're great. Mike's latest deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets, marking prices down as low as $29.98 depending on the size. 
Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio podcast square and use promo code STARNS, S-T-A-R-N-E-S, radio promo code STARNS. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow kitchen towel sets, and so much more. Call one 800 839 8506, or go to MyPillow.com, that's how I do it, and use the promo code STARNS. Well, what an honor to fill in for the great Todd Starnes, one of the most important talk radio hosts in America. Talkers Magazine says that, and uh, Todd does such a great job. The Todd Starnes brand uh, on radio, digital, all of it, just phenomenal. Honor to work with Grace and with Dylan. Let me leave you with this comment. I was extremely turned off when I found out that a judge ordered Ivanka Trump to testify. You know, they know. They know how challenging all that is when you bring people's children into things. And I understand the Trump Organization, you know, has three executive vice presidents named Trump and all of that. But are we going to have the day when Jim Biden and Hunter Biden and maybe others, because at least nine Bidens have gotten checks have gotten direct deposits, big money, even little kids get it. They all going to be on the uh, witness stand one day testifying against Joe Biden? I don't know about that. I just don't know. I don't wish for it, but I'll tell you what, they play for keeps, and our side always plays elegant. And, oh, no, we don't want to do that. They want to crush you. And what a difference. What a difference it all makes. This is the Todd Starnes Show. Take on the day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.